This podcast is sponsored by Drax. As the UK's largest renewable electricity generator, Drax plays a critical role in UK energy security. They have committed to invest £2.5 billion in new green energy infrastructure, creating jobs and growth across the country. Find out more at Drax.com. And welcome to Coffee House Shots. I'm James Heal, and we're presenting today from Liverpool Labour Conference on day two. We're here today with Isabel Hardman and Katie Balls to talk about how it's all going. So, Isabel, what do you think of the general mood so far on day two? I think it's really upbeat, and there are internal tensions, most notably over how supportive Keir Starmer is of strikes, and I think that's going to become more and more of an issue over the autumn. I've just been in the the conference hall this morning where there have been complaints from delegates about Keir Starmer not joining picket lines and not showing enough solidarity and so on. But actually that's probably the position where somebody who wants to go back into government wants to be in with the sort of complaints from, you know, from the left or from the trade unions who Keir Starmer says have a very different role to the Labour Party about Labour performing a different role. So I think the mood is... It's pretty good. And I noticed on the fringes last night, you had front benchers who, you know, spent the best part of the past six, seven years in the wilderness now, obviously on the front bench, but also really confident and happy about where things are, making jokes about momentum actually being called inertia and that sort of thing. So I think they are starting to feel as though things are going their way for the first time in a long time. Katie, do you think we can see that in the reaction to Rachel Reeves' speech today? I think the first standing ovation was when she had a call for something like social justice and a strong economy, which I think the last time in Liverpool wouldn't have elicited such uh, applause from the uh, more Corbynite crowd at the time. Yeah, I think we can. I think you can see the confidence the party has in a few ways. So I think before you even get to the speeches, last year at Labour Conference, Keir Starmer was basically having to deal with various internal rows and everyone said, oh, it's very inward looking. But there was a point to that, which was rule changes, which meant that they then had the confidence and the authority on various issues. And I think you can see it paying off at this conference in the sense momentum, as Isabel touched on, is a reduced force. Labour left in terms of you know motions that Keir Starmer didn't really succeed or have much luck at all. And there aren't many internal fights going on. And also actually just walking around the conference hall, like you can see that business thinks there could be a Labour government very soon. That is a very busy exhibition hall. Lots of people are down here. So I think it's all adding to the sense that Labour are on the cusp of something and this almost working assumption that the most likely outcome in an election would be some form of Labour government. No one quite wants to say it. Obviously you heard Rachel Reeves in her speech that you just mentioned, you know, saying, suggesting there will be a Labour government. But I think when, when you're sitting at the fringes, I think people that are upbeat but they're also nervous Mm. and I think that they have been upbeat before only for things to go wrong and no one wants to quite go the way but you can feel the fact that they they're on something yeah I I totally agree with that there's when you sort of talk to people privately there's this kind of hesitation that they have so they're excited about where the party's going because they feel that finally it's it's trying to talk to the country it's not going to sort of Cuban solidarity fringes and the sort of things that you'll be attending, James, um, <laughs> uh, later today. It's actually being serious, but then there's a sort of hesitation and they say, we just need to win an election. And I think they're all kind of in this place where they're like, is this actually going to happen? They've been in opposition for so long. 
that you know you never get used to being in opposition but you do get used to losing and you get used to being wrong and to being sort of exposed as I suppose delusional which was the problem that Labour had in 2015 where they they did think they were going to win well quite a few people on the front bench thought they were going to win anyway Ed Miliband in particular genuinely thought he was going to win and was absolutely crushed by the, the reality which was the Conservatives actually getting a majority and so you've got a lot of people who were around Ed Miliband at that time who are you know back in leadership now who just sort of think oh but could we could we be deluding ourselves again? And so there's there's that hesitation when you talk to them privately that means that what Keir Starmer was saying in his broadcast interviews yesterday about the hope in a Labour government turning into the belief that it's going to happen, it, it's not quite... I, I don't think they've quite reached that point yet, but this is definitely, so far, and it's early days yet, the most upbeat conference that I've been to for for quite a while. And so with Keir Starmer's speech tomorrow, this is probably, do you think, whereabouts he wants it right now? The God Save the King rendition passed off yesterday with a hitch. Yeah, they were uh, so happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell that. And there hasn't been any sort of rouse that we saw last year. The political context is much more favourable than last year. So do you think like going in tomorrow, that's probably about as good as you can hope for when he gets to speak to the country? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think one sort of wrinkle is the announcement by Shadow Transport Secretary Louise Haig that Labour would bring the railways back into public ownership. I mean, it, it just seems quite a sort of left-wing indulgence at a time when the government's imploding you end up having a big conversation about how much that's going to cost and so on and I think that shows that there's still quite a lot of kind of what is very clunkily termed internal stakeholder management going on there where actually that's just one of those things that if you pledge that then that'll keep a, a whole tranche of people within the party happy and stop them complaining about the other things. I think it was interesting Obviously, Keir Starmer's speech was the biggest event, but then I think if you're looking at the backdrop of this conference, the fact that the pound against the dollar, the level of uncertainty and sheer criticism of the current Tory government's strategy, it meant when Rachel Reeves gave her speech, as Shadow Chancellor, she views the way Labour get back into power by having their reputation uh, to be trusted on the economy, to, to earn back trust. And you do think the combination of the fact that, yes, Kirstama is often accused of being too cautious, but I think on the economy they feel it is needed because people are naturally sceptical of the Labour government when it comes to that. When she was speaking today, she did, and Isabel wrote about this on coffee house she did talk about the fact that labor will not waver in our commitment to fiscal responsibility but i think there is just increasingly clear blue water now between labor and the tories also hammered the tories on the windfall tax issue the fact that liz Truss and quasi quite have been so opposed to it and I, I think the thing is you can have this ideological battle on the economy and i think that can be good and bad for both sides but when i think there's so much criticism and doubt right now over the Tories' economic strategy. It just makes it so much easier for Labour to make those points. And I think you can tell that in terms of the reaction she got, that it's just adding to the sense that Labour think they're heading towards a government. What do you think about Ed Miliband's speech, Isabel? Well, yeah, I think Ed Miliband's speech was even better received in the hall than Rachel Reeves, which is quite weird given the role he has played in the party arguably going backwards over the past 12 years. And I don't know whether the electorate have the same warm feelings towards him as Labour members, but he got a real hearty standing ovation from members. And he just looks so much happier now than when he was trying to be 
leader. Just think of all the conference speeches he gave, some in this, some in this hall, including his disastrous Predators producers speech and, and so on. And that was the, the happiest and most at ease I've, I've seen him. Now, it was arguably on, on quite a sort of easy topic in lots of ways in that he got to attack Jacob Rees-Mogg as, you know, being a figure from the 1820s and, you know, setting him up as a sort of pantomime villain. And he got to talk about how tackling climate change was the sort of priority of, of our time, which you know, some people might argue with, but no one in the hall is going to argue with. So he was, he was speaking on very comfortable matters. But yeah, he was really warmly received. And it's, it's really interesting, the contrast between people within Labour who are very happy to have Ed Miliband as a sort of key thinker, as one of the sort of Starmer team said to me a little while ago, and people outside who are like, he was that weird leader who lost an election. I think Miliband also pointed to a, a, a tension that's within the leadership over how far to push the green agenda, because one of the problems with the green agenda is that voters tend to think it's something that's going to cost them more, and during a cost of living crisis, that's quite risky and there had been debate in the run-up to conference about whether to make Labour's red rose green which would be an offence against botany as much as anything else (laughs) Um, but that you know the slogan is a fairer greener future and Miliband started his speech by saying that actually it's now cheaper to have green energy than it is to have fossil fuels and I think that was his way of saying look you know we need to go all out with this and that's something that will have caused some tension within the, the Labour leadership, I think, because there are some people around Keir Starmer who don't want Miliband to have as much influence and don't want the Green Agenda to be as as at the fore as it is. And I suppose with all of the things going wrong in Westminster and the focus on the currency debate, will any of this matter? Will any of this sort of cut through the electorate? It may be a sign that the party's getting better, but will the country give it a hearing this week? Well, I think what's been really interesting is, for all we're talking about how Labour is very positive at this conference, they're spending a lot of time talking about the Tories. I think you saw that in Keir Starmer's interview. He was by far the most confident when he was criticising Liz Truss and her plans. And I think even just in the conversations, both at the fringes, but in the speeches when there were attacks on this Tory government, and also just in private, everyone is talking about the Conservatives. Now... I think there are some around this trust who think the fact that, you know, everything is moving to their ground, they're dominating, can be a good thing. I think it's really hard right now in the sense that it feels good for Labour that the Tories are receiving so much criticism, there's so much uncertainty, and their fiscal reputation is in question, even if it is dominating the conversation. But, of course, the risk is, and I think this is something that Andy Burnham articulated in a fringe event I watched yesterday, the risk is... What is, the, what is the reason to vote Labour, mm. which is not that you should have vote Conservative? And I don't think we've quite got there yet. Now, and that means if you have a situation where things are a lot less ropey and the Conservatives actually manage to, you know, Liz Truss pulls off her strategy, she does get growth, she manages to unite her party and the markets respond in a more positive way in, in months to come or a year's time and, and she manages to stay on course, which are all big ifs yeah. right now then what is Labour saying? And I, I don't think we've quite got that yet. Yeah, I think that's probably, I agree, Katie, it's, it's the biggest risk for them is that this conference becomes entirely reactive. Party conferences are a space for the opposition to get more attention than they would normally do. 
for all of their policies. And this year is supposed to be Labour talking to the country. And it was sort of assumed as part of that, that that would be Labour saying, well, this is what we do, rather than just these are the bad things that they're doing and pointing at the Tories. But because we've had the fiscal event just before it, it's necessarily dominated the conversation. I think that is, as Katie says, a, a risk. But I was talking to, to, to someone close to Keir Starmer about this, and I was saying, you know, do, do you not think that you're risking big, being too reactive in your narrative over this conference? And they were saying, actually, no, this is, this is really helpful for us because we've actually got these dividing lines now with the Conservatives um, that allow us to say, no, we wouldn't do that, we'd do something different. But whether they get enough space to say we'd do something different and for anyone to pay attention, it, I'm not entirely sure about that. Thank you, Isabel. Thank you, Katie. And thank you, everyone, for listening.